welcome to Emma's ESL English. This is our last day talking about the Simon Sinek talk. And the talk's name is Why Good Leaders Make You Feel Safe. You can find it on the blog. You can find it on YouTube. Go Google it. You can find it wherever you like. Today we are looking at the last little piece, which is about using stories and tone of voice to emphasize your point. So this week we've really been looking at how to build a speech, essentially, what kind of tools you can use to build your speech. If you've had anything at all to do with Simon Sinek, maybe you've read his book, maybe you've seen some of his other speeches, you really quickly realize that his key strategy is to use stories to deliver his ideas. Stories are really an important key part of everything that Simon Sinek does. Obviously, they're a key part of his research, but he uses them to help us understand and to see things from a very real-world perspective. He uses real-world stories to say, there are leaders like this. You know, if he just told us, oh, you can do this, you can do that, and you'll be a great leader, that's maybe quite powerful. But if he says, somebody else already did this, somebody else already had this idea and it went amazingly well or it didn't. <laughs> Sometimes the stories are telling us a bad thing that's happened. But a lot of times the point of the story is to say this is not unattainable. This is not impossible. I am not talking about a dream world. I am talking about a real life situation that has already happened. It has already been done. So the ideas I'm giving you are within reach and possible to achieve, which considering the fact that he's talking about a not really capitalist way of running a business and being a leader. So in our current very capitalist society, a lot of businesses don't like these stories. It's a good way for us to see, ah, this does exist. This can happen. So let's look at the stories. If you listen, he starts and ends with very similar stories. We talk about repetition yesterday, he repeats the same phrase. He starts and ends his speech with a key point about the military and why they trust each other. And they say, because they would have done it for me. We can get that. We totally relate to that. We can really understand why knowing in your heart that someone would have done the same thing for you makes it powerful. It makes you trust them. It makes you want to be a part of that too. So this is a really powerful phrase that is from a person, individual stories, and he's using it to really bookend his speech. It's the beginning and the end of it and really give us that feeling of, yeah, I get this. It sounds heroic. It sounds awesome, and I want to be a part of it. Very clever. So from the very beginning and at the very end, he's getting us feeling inspired, and he uses the stories to keep that feeling going throughout his speech. He's really very good at using your emotions. Pay attention to how you feel as the speech goes. This is one of the things that I think he stands out above a lot of other speakers for. He really ties things into your emotions. 
so that you not just hear it with your ears, but you kind of hear it with your heart. That's a really corny thing to say. <laughs> it kind of is a really corny thing to say, but you know what I mean. It makes you have emotions about things, so <laughs> which is a very powerful way to deliver a speech. Later, he is delivering quite a difficult point. We all know that in today's modern world of capitalism and, and other not great things, a lot of times people are sacrificed for money. We all get that. But he delivers this point in a whisper. They've got it the wrong way around. And the audience laughs. It's one of the only points that the audience laughs in the speech, but it shows you how he's using the room. Oh, I've just thought of another speaker we can look at who is a master of using the room. That would be really fun. Okay, sorry, uh, I digress. Anyway, <laughs> we'll probably be looking at other speeches in the future. Let me know if this has been fun or interesting for you because I've just thought of a great idea. <laughs> you laugh when he wants you to laugh and that's how a great speaker uses the room. They use your emotions so that you respond how they want you to respond to their words. And he's really good at doing that. So he's delivering a painful point. We all know about this, but by delivering it in this way, it lands more softly and we can receive it in a humorous way. But he's leaving it open for us to think about how else could this go? He's saying, look, we've got it wrong right now, but he's leaving it open for us to realize in the rest of his speech, here's another way. Here's a different way of doing it. Here's a better way of doing this. Remember yesterday we were talking about getting into your brain, like into your subconscious and using the repetition to bypass that feeling of like, what's this guy selling? I don't need to pay attention to this and tap into that part of us that's like, yes, yes, he's so right. That's what he's doing here. So the next thing I wanted to talk about is how he uses his intonation. Go back and listen to the speech again and listen to how does his voice sound throughout different parts of the speech and how does that make you feel as you listen. What you'll notice is that his intonation always directly matches with what he's saying. It makes us feel good. We don't get bored. You know, if you're listening to someone who speaks like a robot and they never change their tone and everything stays exactly the same, that's really hard to listen to for a long period of time. We don't like it. <laughs> Your brain turns off. Your brain's like, oh, this is boring. And that's it. You stop listening. So intonation is really important when you're delivering a speech, but he's a bit of a master at delivering it using clever intonation. As I mentioned, the first signal of this is when he whispers, we've got it the wrong way around. We lean in to listen more closely. Wait, what did he say? We pay more attention because he's lowered his voice. Our brain is really looking, what is happening? What is he saying? So we really hear this painful point that he wants us to hear. Later, he gets louder, he gets quieter, he gets faster, he gets slower, and he uses stronger, weaker emphasis. 
all of that makes this speech sound more interesting. But because it's matched with his content, it also makes it more enjoyable and we learn from it. We can actually learn what he's teaching us because of his intonation. If you listen, whenever he gives us a list of something, he talks faster during the list. This, 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 this. And then whenever he's giving us a really angry point, one of the things that I mentioned on Tuesday violated the very definition of leadership. When he says it violates your very definition of leadership, that whole section, he's getting angrier and angrier. In fact, if you look at his face, he doesn't look angry, but he's using an angry tone of voice because that's how we feel about that. We're really annoyed about that. And by using an angry tone of voice, he's tapping into that anger. He's making it rise from us again. Again, we're thinking, but why? This is so stupid. This is so annoying. How dare they? So he's riling us up so that by the time he's delivering his key point of here's an alternative, here's another way that it could be, here's a different way of being, isn't this better? He's brought us back down again, we've calmed down, and we're like, yeah, that's so much better, that's nice, oh, that's so comfortable. I don't know how many times you've listened to this speech <laughs> in the last few days. I've listened to it quite a lot of times to be able to do these podcasts, but it is worth listening, it is a class in and of itself of how to deliver an excellent speech. And I think if you are somebody who has to stand up at meetings, if you're somebody who has to give presentations, if you're somebody who has to do public speaking, it's really important that you study master speakers so that you can try and understand what is it that they're doing and how can you do the same thing. And the thing is, these days, almost everybody has to do some form of public speaking. You know, last week I was making some videos for my YouTube channel about interview processes and like how you can improve your interview skills. And one of the key parts of most interviews these days is a presentation. If you're terrified of standing up in front of people, you're gonna fail every interview you go for that needs a presentation. And I don't know if it's just the kind of work that I've been doing, but my friends too, I found like most people over the last couple of years have had to do presentations at most of their interviews. So this is a common thing people are asking for. For that reason, if you are in business, if you are somebody who works, then it is worth you taking the time to figure out how can you get better at speaking in public. So hopefully this little study of Simon Sinek's speech can help you see some of the key tactics and strategies he's using to help his listeners hear what he's saying, understand the point he's saying, and most importantly, emotionally engage with what he's saying. You walk away from his speeches thinking, yeah, he's really got a point. I wish my leader was like that. And also, if I ever get to be a leader, I want to be like that. When we're talking about Start With Why, Simon Sinek's book, 
that is his why. His whole reason for everything he does is to try and improve leadership so that people have a better time and everything works better and everybody feels better. It's really very inspirational. <laughs> so anyway, we'll maybe do another Simon Sinek at some other time, but I have somebody else in mind if we're going to do this again. You can find all of this written down at www.emmaslenglish.com or you can drop me an email at emmaslenglish at gmail.com. I would love to hear your feedback on whether this has been useful for you and if you have any other speakers you'd like me to look at. See you next time. Have a great weekend. Bye.